1: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. everybody what's going on eddie trunk here with you and it is time for the latest edition of the eddie trunk podcast new episodes coming your way each and every thursday via podcast one.com apple podcast or spotify thank you for listening and subscribing and checking out the show as i tell you each and every week the interviews you hear on the Eddie Trunk Podcast, happened live on my daily SiriusXM radio show, which is called Trunk Nation and can be heard live Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on SiriusXM Channel 106. Nightly re-airs of that show, 10 to midnight Eastern, and full interviews anytime you want as well, full shows as well, on the SiriusXM app. If you're not already listening daily on SiriusXM, please come on board and join me, only getting a tiny fraction of what I do on a daily basis on the radio live here on this podcast. To everybody else, welcome, and um, here we go with another great interview for you this week. We will be joined in minutes by the always, what's the word I'm looking for? Welcoming, engaging, endearing, fabulous, marvelous. David Coverdell. The only other person besides my parents who calls me Edward. And I have no problem with that. (laughs) I've been called a lot worse. <laughs> but uh, DC, as we call him, David is a wonderful friend for many, many years and always fun to talk to. And the conversation you are about to hear is certainly no exception. David Coverdale has been, over the last year or two, incredibly engaged and involved in reissuing music from his White Snake catalog and remixing that music as well which he has done once again with a recent album called the blues album. So this is the third and final part of a series that he started doing. The, uh, it's called the love album, the blues album, the rock album. And they're basically compilations of white snake and solo music that he has remastered and remixed and put a fresh coat of paint on. And there's some real good stuff on the latest one, the blues album, especially from a more recent Whitesnake album called Forevermore that I think in some regards was maybe a little overlooked. But uh, we talk about all that. Also, something that came out of this interview, which made a lot of news about a week ago when it first happened live, was the part of the conversation where I asked David about potentially working with Jimmy Page again and doing anything with the Coverdale Page record. That response got news coverage all over the place and around the world. And you will hear exactly what happened in the interview and in full, in its entirety, what he has to say about the Coverdale page record and the prospects of doing something with Jimmy page again in the future. So great stuff as always from David, we talk about a lot of different things and I think you will certainly uh, enjoy it. And I'll get it to you here in just a second. One final note. Um, In addition to the radio show, be sure to follow me on social media at Eddie Trunk, especially Twitter and Instagram, where I am most active in that order. There is also a fan page on Facebook and eddietrunk.com is the website. Also, there is a terrestrial syndicated FM weekly show, Eddie Trunk Rocks. You can hear that on local radio stations around the country. List of those stations on my website. You can also hear it if you become an all-access member of my website. And there is a sixth Sirius XM show. That's on Mondays, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern time on Channel 39, Hair Nation. Optimistic time, folks. I think that uh, it's feeling like now that we're into March, the worst of this pandemic is hopefully behind us. News of some concerts that are actually happening versus ones being canceled although there are still some being canceled. Vaccines continue to roll. If you are a listener of mine on the radio or you follow me on social media, you know that I did post that about a week and a half ago, I did get my first dose of COVID-19 vaccine, and I get a second dose in about three weeks, and then I'll really be good to go. And it feels great to have that sort of shield and know that, uh, you're much more safe going out and about. And I can tell you this again, every state is completely different on how they're handling vaccinations and rules and what have you. But in my home state of New Jersey, it is possible for most people to get the vaccine, even if you're not called upon on your appointment, because one of the things, and I know this is the case in most parts of the country is the, the vaccines at the end of a day for vaccinations They have to use up what they have, and there is a waiting list, and you can get called in last minute to go get the shot. And it's so important, and I think everybody is, uh, you know, for the most part, obviously I know there's some people that aren't and don't want the vaccine. Everybody's got their own personal prerogatives, and I would never tell you what to do or not to do. But I can tell you in order to get back to normal, and it's going to take a lot of people to get uh, get the vaccine for that to happen, and continue to knock this back, I think we're on that track. And that's a great, great thing, especially now with three vaccines on the, uh, on the market and things moving a lot more quickly. I had no issue, no side effect, no nothing from my first dose. So I'm excited to have some shielding. And I think if you want our world to come back of rock music and concerts and events and public gatherings and, Eventually, no masks and all that. I think we, we all um, are on, finally on the right track, and I think the future is hopefully brighter if we can hold it together. I know for me, I've got some events coming up, which I'm actually, for once, optimistic may actually happen a little later in the year. But I can tell you, uh, if you're lucky enough to have gotten the vaccine, it feels great to be on the road to being immune, hopefully, from being sick. And it makes you feel so much better about potentially traveling or doing some things or being around people. So I am very excited to get my second dose and have that immunity sooner than later. And I hope you guys are on the way to doing that as well, uh, within reason when you can in your respective areas of the world. I would never, ever, ever jump someone or ask her a favor or anything like that, especially for people in very high-risk groups. But there are ways that they do still uh get it out there even if you are not exactly being called upon at that time in terms of appointments so keep that in mind depending upon where you are you might be able to look into you know getting uh getting on a waiting list or getting some some of the leftovers at the end of the day <laughs> all right so let's uh let's get a our interview up here in just a second coming up on this week's Eddie trunk podcast. As I mentioned, David Coverdale of White Snake—you never want to miss DC. It's coming up. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, folks! Are you paying out of your own pocket for gear you need to do your job? All kinds of departments across the nation—all those good folks: police, fire, EMS, medical workers on the front lines, even military units. Uh, You deal with constrained budgets, outdated gear, but there's still a job to do and you need the right gear to do it. Hunting for military first responder discounts has historically required going from one website to another, creating multiple account logins just to make purchases and jumping through various hoops to verify your service. Don't you wish there was just one, one place where you could visit? that had a carefully crafted selection of deals for military first responders in one spot? Well, folks, we got that answer for you because it is the place to go, and that place is, no doubt about it, what I'm about to tell you about, and that is GovX.com. GovX works directly with brands to negotiate the best price possible because you deserve the gear you need at the prices you've earned, plus you can trust that the gear you're ordering is 100% authentic, direct from the manufacturers. Big general retailers, they don't care about you and your sacrifices as long as you're clicking on the add to the cart button. Not GovX. Got a huge collection of gear and apparel from popular brands all in one convenient location. GovX honors your service and gives back to your Communities. So if you're an American of service, a current or former member of the military, firefighters, frontline medical or law enforcement communities, or the emergency medical communities, join GovX for free and enjoy a community that honors and gives back to patriots like you. And if you got a military or a first responder background, you visit govx.com. You sign up for free for instant access to tons of deals and a community that honors your service. And check this out. Use the promo code TRUNK15, T-R-U-N-K-15. You get $15 off your first order of $50 or more. That's an amazing deal. Just use my code TRUNK15 govx.com govx.com this is denny somak host of the rock podcast I'm a producer, author, and rock historian, and I want to share with you some of the greatest
2: stories in rock and roll. Well, Bonzo was the best hard rock drummer ever,
0: hands down. I mean, no one comes within a mile of him. I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. John Lennon had this wise guy look on his face, just like me and my friends were just a bunch of wise guys, street kids.
2: The first guitar I ever had was a Spanish guitar, and I couldn't really get the hang of it. I was only 13.
0: I had never written a song before, actually, And so Jim says, okay, everybody go home and write some songs, you know. And so I went, went home and wrote Light My Fire.
2: Join me for The Rock Podcast, the only podcast that matters. From Podcast One, or wherever you get yours.
0: This is the Eddie Trunk
1: Podcast. Eddie Trunk, back with you. Without further ado, as I mentioned, the always fabulous David Coverdale. Enjoy. It is always a pleasure to be joined by my dear friend and one of the great voices in the history of rock music, (laughs) Mr. David Coverdale, D.C. How are you, my friend?
2: my darling boy, how nice of you to say this.
1: (laughs) How's things there? How you feeling, my friend? How's things going there in uh, in Tahoe?
2: Oh, my God. Are you kidding? Uh, Texas has more snow than us. Uh, it's really chilling to see, no pun intended. But thankfully, we're all healthy. Um, we had a bit of a scare with one of our engineers, uh, who thankfully has recovered from the, the dreaded virus, and... Uh, and we're just moving along. As you know, we, uh, we've reached the, the end of the trilogy. As of tomorrow, the, uh, the blues album finally, finally rears its beautiful blue sapphire head.
1: Well, we'll talk about that in a second, you know, because uh, the last time I think you were on with me was when the first one came out, the rock album, and we talked a little bit yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You know why? Because you didn't want to do the romance stuff, Edward. You didn't no, want to we... <laughs> do the love
1: songs. <laughs> are you trying to tell me I'm not a romantic, David? Come on, look I at me. I know you are. I'm so.
2: Why <laughs> has Eduardo called? I felt awful. I felt like I'd missed two episodes of Downton Abbey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you never need an excuse to come on with me. You know that. But before no, we get to heart. the I'm love, heart. the love album and the blues album, the last time I had talked to you, you were going through some health stuff and you were also oh, I gosh. think quarantining or your son was quarantining in a studio and there was also sort of, so is everything okay are you okay physically is how, where are we yes. with all that
2: yes well the circumstance uh our son Jasper uh really you know in a nutshell you'd think the coronavirus a global pandemic would be quite enough to deal with you know, but then we have wildfires, and then suddenly my son develops bacterial pneumonia, punctures a lung, um, couldn't fly, obviously. So we went down to L.A. and brought him home. Uh, spent He spent Christmas in hospital with tubes in and out of. It was just a chilling scenario. And now we have an appointment. I think next week his uh, lung surgeons have signed off on him. Now we have to, in a positive way. And now uh we have to uh meet with this pulmonary specialist uh to make sure he can get back. He's living with your parents, even if it's a beautiful Cindy and a rock singing dad. We're still parents. He wants to go home to LA. <laughs> well good
1: god, god, man. I'm I'm I'm, I'm...
2: Extra- yeah. Sounds and like he's on the better side of it though. Oh my god, yeah, thank God. Very extraordinary challenging time for us and, and it just testament to Uh, how the bond of my family the breathtaking courage and tireless uh, mama bear oh my god you know she was just sitting sitting by him in a hospital only one of us was allowed to visit during visiting hours because of so many pro health protocols as you can imagine and she was the elected parent so I couldn't even go in to see him we'd speak FaceTime and Mm. Uh, and she was sitting in there for five hours every day for three weeks, you know, all through the holidays. And uh, and he totally appreciates it. And yeah, we're, you know, we get at least we're having an amazing, safe family time together. Um, we sort of celebrated Christmas a couple of weeks later. Um, and people on social media were just incredibly supportive because I couldn't really. Uh, keep the same kind of profile I normally do because it was right. just so chillingly distracting, you know, and, and the good news is I have a super team around us, our families particularly, uh, and and just helped out immensely. As you know, I'm working with uh, Wino Records and, and they've just been so supportive, Michael McIntyre, the whole, whole team. So today, well, I think we're releasing the last of the uh, unboxing videos, uh, thanking people for their patience and we have a brand new never seen before video tonight uh a surprise when i go to bed so it's all all go at hook city baby all go
1: well i gotta tell you i've really been enjoying these it started with the rock album as you mentioned the love album and then yeah. the blues album as it's being called the red white and blue trilogy the blues album uh is out tomorrow cd or on blue vinyl and I really, David, have loved what you've done with these these uh, remixes uh, and what have you, because it's fun for me when even when I hear songs, whether they're newer or older, and these collections span the whole thing. But it's fun for yeah. me as a fan to hear artists put a fresh coat of paint on work that they've done yes. and give an alternate take on it. Going through this whole process and creating these three records, what, what's what been the most fun for you about it? What's been the most eye-opening thing about it that you've taken away?
2: Oh, God. Well, you start with um, Slide It In. Um, after achieving a really beautiful mix for the last studio album, Flesh and Blood, uh, I sort of booked uh, my, my mixer, Christopher Collier, for three weeks. And we were finished with Flesh and Blood in um, in a week. And I, th- I was, oh, my God, well, let me live with that. Uh, what are we going to do? I said, have you ever heard of the It In album? And he said, oh, my God, since I was six years old, it's been my father's favorite album. Thank you for making me feel even older. <laughs> um, so hearing these things, you know, because you could hear dialogue in the studio or cozy and laughing and, uh, drinking and partying, all of these elements to hear after 35 years uh, on, on, on pristine uh, uh, digital transfers from the analog, uh, uh, from the analog, was breathtaking, Edward. You know, so the emotional aspect, and then you get to being he- hearing John Sykes's guitar without all that echo on for the first mm. time, you know, since the actual final mix. You know, we've cleaned everything up Chris has achieved this very consistent uh, sonic identity, which is is the stuff of dreams for me after working with so many generations, so many different players and so much technology and engineering. So to achieve all this is great. The the big disappointment for me, and I know for a lot of fans, is that I, I haven't been able to go into anything uh, um, after the Saints and Sinners record. All of those albums, the Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City, the Walking in the Shadow of the Blues, the the estate of my former manager uh, owns them. I have no access to them. I can only do this uh, labor of love uh, with um, projects that I actually own uh, as as the artist, so it's a big you know so I'm being asked a lot now to revisit those songs, which is a very, a great possibility once the lockdown is finished and I and my musicians can travel here um, uh, safely. Um, I'm just going to keep uh, upscaling videos. We've got a bunch of live things. We have the first box set, Restless Heart, set for later this year. Uh, that's so exciting. It's with featuring uh, Joel Schre- uh, Hoekstra, doubling Adrian Vandenberg's guitars. Not one Flying Dutchman, but two <laughs> Flying Dutchmen, uh, And the amazing, as you can testify, um, Derek scorching Schirinian, uh sure. on just blistering organ and bringing a great organic aspect to the Slip of the Tongue tracks, which I was missing significantly and of course bringing his work to uh, to the restless hard tracks that are featured on the blues album uh, too many tears um well river song we feature mike finnegan that's my river song is my tribute to Jimi hendrix and i had the pleasure and privilege of working with one of the organ players off the um, electric ladyland album mike finnegan oh my god you know, sitting at his feet, listening to stories, Hendrick's stories, was just marvelous. Uh, but yeah, Doug Aldridge, and you know, we're both really big fans of Doug. Uh, and you hear his work, terrific, really ballsy. It's, uh, it's just, and of course, we've turned a bunch of the reverb off and stuck my voice up louder. Uh, so you don't have to strain to hear what I'm saying. It's, is this love, not is this lunch?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well when when you when you go through what what's really cool about this too all three of these records including the blues album which again is out everywhere tomorrow is you know I imagine for me as a fan I go through this and I listen to it And you're, you're pulling tracks and assembling tracks from all different periods of your career. And for me, it takes me back to the time I first heard it and puts me back in that space uh, where I was as, as a lifelong fan in my, in my life. For you, I imagine it's really impactful to go back and revisit this because it just must be a flood of memories come crashing back from the good, the bad, the ugly, what was going on at that time in your life. Oh, my God, yeah. Do you enjoy those walks down memory lane, David? Do you enjoy uh, what that conjures? Absolutely. It's
2: always been for me. As I've said to you, my songs and lyrics are like diaries. I just don't name names. But that doesn't stop me seeing and, uh, and, and, uh, or visualizing that time period, the feelings that were involved. Uh, and you're right. It's a whole layered, multi-layered memory. So if I want to, uh, which I learned very, very quickly while we were remixing the it In, you know, hearing Mel Galley and me doing background vocals and laughing and joking with Martin Birch. These were just nuggets to to warm my heart um, but you know, I remember it was a trouble project. Most of my, uh, you know, once you finish your work, you don't go, you don't remember the pulling your hair out stuff. But when you're listening to repeatedly, you see if it's working together as a project. Like these compilation albums, it's impossible not to relive those moments. If I ever do that, write that book, how white was my snake? I'm just going to listen to a whole bunch of music to to have those. Uh, video diaries opened. You know the, what the lyrics are on about. Were the the state of mind. Slow and easy. We recorded at four, four o'clock in the morning after a night on the tiles in Munich. You know, and Cosy Powell insisted I use the guy vocal, which is most mostly what is on the finished song. That I was just making stuff up as uh, as we jammed the track at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's you know those are the memories. Amazing stuff.
1: When you talk about Slide It In, such a great record, many people know there are two versions of that, really three now if you count the remixed version that you did. <laughs> yes. But, but were you at the what? time, were you down with the idea of that record? Because when, when, that's the time where the lineup shifted and Sykes came in. Were you okay with the label decision at that time to do a, a re-record remix to put John on it? Do you like – is there a version you favor from the original no, versus at no. the time the re-record? The, the, the... I must say the
2: version I favor is the hybrid of both of them, which is the recent, you know, the 35th anniversary uh, remix, uh, which I did uh, in in mean, 2019 or whatever with Chris Collier. Uh, that's a hybrid that's utilizing both John, you know, and Mickey Moody and Mel Galley. Now, this is the wild thing. Um, when I did the deal with Geffen, I said, uh, if you want to remix this, I at that time brought John Sykes in, and Mickey Moody had gone, and I brought Neil Murray back into the band. I said, "So part of that this deal, if you want to remix it, I want to put these my new guys on there, so it's more, you know, current, as it were." Uh, And when we were mixing, we found out there wasn't as much John Sykes on there. He'd Kaldner had said to Keith Olsen, "Oh, focus on these." Uh, It was really shocking to find. Uh, a lot of uh, rhythm guitars kind of missing that were ju- just the original Mickey Moody or, or Mel Galley ones. So, you yeah, know, mm-hmm. we toughened it up, as you can hear. Um, but that was that was an eye-opener for me. You know, also, I was really bitterly dis- disappointed when we remixed Here or Go Again uh, that the engineer at uh, Keith Olsen's studio had erased uh, the original guitar solo John Sykes had played um, which you know uh, it, it wasn't really where John was at, uh, which is why we put Adrian Vandenberg on there. But the 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 rules and regulations of recording is you don't wipe anything, and we couldn't find John Solo anyway because that would have been a a blistering uh, thing for the hardcore um, extra you know bonus track for the right. box set. But it just wasn't there, sadly.
1: You know, one one thing on uh, on Sykes. I want to ask you a few other things uh, related to this blues album. But you know, in in recent years, you I know for a fact. You've been in a headspace where anybody that you've had issues with or been contentious with, you've done your best to reach out and try to sort of bury the hatch. And I know we've talked about yeah. that on the air yeah. before. You, the point in your life you're at, you just want to be cool with everybody and celebrate the history of White Snake. And if people yeah. follow you online, you do that. You put out photos and all that. But but that's the one nut you haven't been able to crack. <laughs> Has it been to well, to uh, sort yeah, of deal well, with and reconcile? Well, the
2: circumstances. Um, there were attempts to engage, which were just. Uh, and I think you can speak as well, because yeah. I'd ask you to insert yourself at times, and uh, and nothing came back. So I, uh, my feeling is, I I move on. I I don't dwell on stuff. Oh my God, I. You know, I've told you, I'm like the Edith Piaf of rock. I have no <laughs> regrets, particularly after. You know attempted there was a couple of people not only professionally but privately weren't interested in uh um burying whatever hatchet was there so once I've done that, once you've made that attempt, you're fine. your karma book's clean it's you know so it's 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 sad, but I move on i'm very blessed in my life uh I have no place for regret haters you know negators you know that it's uh, I try to spread as much positive energy as i can certainly uh, amplified it since we've been in lockdown you know you've seen my uh, social media grow uh, in te- amazingly over the last year and and really i just try to keep people uh, light have a good laugh some information feed the music and video uh and and just try to keep spirits up as much as possible it's the next best thing i can do to actually go out and perform and tour you know, so do you enjoy, David, I do you enjoy social
1: positive, media? I positive. Uh, I beg your pardon. I'm sorry to, I, I, I didn't realize you weren't done. I was no. just going to ask you, do you enjoy social media because you're great at it and you really engage in it. And a lot of people of your stature, they hire assistants or people to do it for them. I think it's wonderful how much you engage with fans and actually get on there and do that. And there's a lot of people who have problems with it. They don't like it or they get easily thin skinned or whatever. You seem to really embrace it. You You like doing all that stuff. Well, it's, to, it's a connection to, with people. The right. whole
2: premise here is to uh, to maintain uh, a dialogue, a connection with people who support our work. And, uh, and you know, and imagine people, you know, I have a lot of uh, doctors and nurses come on, a whole cross-section of, of life, of people living on their own that, I can put a smile on the face with a joke on the morning or something like that. Uh, it's very important for me to to try to, to do the best I can in a very limited circumstance. And it's relatively effortless for me to do that. It's much harder writing songs, Edward, <laughs> but it's almost as if uh, it's necessary for me to You know, I started doing it. Doug Aldridge, we said, oh, you'd be great on Twitter. You should do it. I'm going, oh, my God, I've got enough to do. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so he's the one to blame, boys and girls. But uh, (laughs) but, yeah, it really is um, this kind of I go. I don't I don't tell people you should meditate now. I just tell them I'm going to meditate, Uh, uh, put out some positive memes or uh, statements, respond, you know, interact with people. Uh, from all over the world and try to keep spirits high. Uh, and, and the support is just huge. When my son was was ill recently, um, there was millions of people praying for him. I mean, how could he not recover? Uh, that's, it's just breathtaking to me.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, there's so many people that are detractors about it and always focus on the negative, but there is certainly a positive as no, well. Well,
2: that's, you know, I, I've always looked at when I worked with, God rest his soul, poor Albert on Whitesnake.com. Uh, we hosted and just said to people, look, this is like, I'd seen a bunch of websites and I got, I'm not going to entertain. This is a coarse, crude. This is just nothing to do with me, thank you. You know. So we decided, well, bugger it. There's going to have to be some uh, rules and regulations. No negative energy, no talking badly about anybody. Uh, this is a place to come, uh, an oasis of positivity uh, and or, or David's cyber home. Behave as if you would as if you were Mesible. So if somebody comes on being an asshole, you're gonna be either asked to leave or kicked unceremoniously out. You know? It's uh there's there's no place for that. Negators and haters, nah, nah. They're waste of hate.
1: So David, I wanna ask you about a couple different periods represented on this record. I love the Forevermore album, which came out in twenty eleven. Oh, it's hard to believe that's ten years ago already. But you've got two <laughs> tracks on this record. With Steal Your Heart Away and also Whipping Boy Blues, uh, another one of my favorite Whitesnake lineups, Tishy's one of my favorite drummers ever, and yes. uh, and Doug Aldridge, of course. Do you feel like that period of your career, because I kind of do, maybe because of the change in music, maybe because of whatever's going on, at least in America, that that the quality of stuff you did in, in say, the last 10 years or so may be a little overlooked? Well, um, that's just the state
2: of play. That's just the circumstances. You have to uh, look out and see your full audiences, you know, wherever we went in the world. Forevermore was extraordinarily successful. It was the first album we get delivered to frontiers. Uh, and I think uh, that and Flesh and Blood are the most sexful, successful projects that were released. But the, the circumstances was a great fun time. But really part of this, uh, trilogy, this Taste of Things to Come compilation scenario, is to have very, very well-known members of the family, like, is this love? Stiller than I, give me all your love, introducing the lesser-known distant cousins. And right. that, I think, uh, we're going to achieve. We've already achieved somewhat. A lot of people had no idea uh, of, of, can you hear the wind blow, etc., some of the... Um, that, Working with independent record was great for advance uh, record companies. Was great for advances, but they didn't have the real footprint in major markets, particularly the US. So this is a real, real pleasure for me to be introducing songs to people for the first time that I think are as strong as the most successful stuff that I've uh, uh, had in my life.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. You, you may hook them in with the, is this loves of the world, or give me all your love, but then when <laughs> yes, you get them I'm in. An I'm, I'm
2: an to <laughs> hooking them in there, baby, come
1: on. <laughs> yeah, you get, them, you get them to the table, and then all of a sudden they discover yes. you know, Steal Your Heart Away or, or Whipping Boy Blues or some of these other things you've done. And along those lines, another thing I was really happy to see you include, because for me, I recall this very vividly, and it was one of the first times – One of the times I really got – the start of where I really got to know you well, when you – and it was a, it was a thing that really I think served as a relaunch for your career back into rock because if I'm not mistaken you hadn't announced doing Whitesnake again but you did announce a solo record and that was back again 21 years ago a record called Into the Light which was a solo album I remember I had you on my radio show for it at that yeah, time you were dabbling right. with the idea we of Whitesnake We had a
2: couple of New Yorks we had a couple of New Yorks coming in yes. and hang, hang for the show if you remember we were yes, doing that, a live midnight broadcast. It was adorable. That was the yes. first time, yeah, first time. And that was, was that was really a table setter.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's two thousand twenty-one years ago. So that was really at that time, David, because I remember having you and talking about it, and the question kept coming up: "Well, what about White Snake?" You're like, "No, well, I'm doing this under my own name." But yeah, but really, yeah, when you look yeah. back on into the light, that was the 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 uh, the prelude, if you will, the table setter to really going full-on into Whitesnake, which you did shortly after, yes. right? Yes. it's.
2: Um, it was really interesting because I, I worked with fabulous, well, as always, fabulous musicians. Uh, Earl Slick, you know, extremely well from David Bowie, uh, and a guy, an extraordinary singer-guitar player called Doug Bossi, Marco Mendoza, of course, and Denny Camasi. That was the nucleus of what we were going to call the Ministry of Blues, a.k.a. The Mob, and uh, and and they were the band on that. You know, I'd brought Denny Camarsi, and he came in to, to work with me on Coverdale Page, and then the Restless Heart record. So I asked him, a super, super player, uh, yeah. asked him if he would uh, do the Into the Light sessions with me. So that was a great band, but I was getting a lot of pressure. We were coming up to, like, the 25th anniversary, uh, a lot of pressure from the people at EMI, um, to to work on uh, silver anniversary projects and things like that. And suddenly I started to get calls from people, uh, particularly the Scorpions. How would you fancy doing a co-headline tour of of the U.S.? And I thought, well, that would tie in. You know, it's like domino principle. Uh, One thing falling into another led to this synchronicity of positive events. So, you know, I put a band together, which was only going to be for three months with Tommy Aldridge, uh, Marco Mendoza, Doug Aldridge, Red Beach uh, and Timothy Drury. Uh, And we ended up staying out, as you remember, it was so successful. Um, uh, And I said to the guys, you know, do you want to do this every every year or so? And everyone was down with it. We had everybody got on well. But at that time, I had no intentions of making a White Snake record. Uh, I didn't like the way the industry was at all, um, and I was very happy to to live in the wilds of Lake Tahoe, far removed from Beverly Hills at that time.
1: What turned you on the industry? What turned you to say, okay, I'll I'll go full in and I'll start making White Snake records again, and I'll start touring with White Snake again. What what you you weren't into it, but what changed?
2: Well, suddenly out of the blue, we start getting this part of this synchronicity. Um, EMI, the old EMI, oh my God, how long? Am I, my, my son says I'm older than dirt. <laughs> At one time, uh, after the uh, enforced uh, turning Restless Heart, you know that album, I, I refused to give it to, you know, Gethin had, had a bunch of new people, executives that didn't know me and I didn't know them. And we, we found this out when we were working with him on the Coverdale Page record. It was really, really a disappointing change from the team i would worked with uh, for the success of Slide It In, 87, and Sliver The Tongue. Uh, And it just, you know, I'd done very well, and I went, you know, I don't need this. So it was a kind of quietly disappear. But it's changed. I'm working now, as I did at the beginning, with a lot of people who uh, have music in them. They are musicians so when I talk with the Rhino team that I'm involved with, we discuss music. You know, they know, they recognize the vision when I presented the red, white and blues idea, because as a heritage artist or legacy artist, uh, the deal I made with Rhino was to make box sets of, you know, putting in, you see all that stuff, demos. And one of uh, people's favorite aspects of uh, of the box sets is the evolution cd when you hear the birth of an idea and where it started and where it's going uh, and where it ultimately ended up you know for instance the 87 album you hear the first time i was playing ideas to john sykes you know in a, a villa in south of france uh, and that's fascinating to people so i just started to get approached by first off as a very strong European independent company called SPV. And mm-hmm. they came in and, uh, and made me an offer. Really, I couldn't refuse, Eddie. It was a very solid offer. Uh, and I said to Doug, let's see if we can get on as well in composition as we do as people. And we wrote two scorching albums together. Super creative partner. I had a blast. Absolute blast. And I always oh. send Doug... You know, stuff, you know, that we've got a video coming out tonight uh, which features Doug, you know, uh, from this, uh, from the blues album that nobody's ever seen before. It's brand new. It's very fun. Uh, And I always make sure that whoever's been playing on the record, they get to hear it uh, and see see what's coming. Reconnected recently with Chris Frazier uh, on drums and, and reconnected with Uriah Duffy uh from the good to be bad times you know so it's it's really fun for me i must confess
1: you mentioned the coverdale page record a couple of times when you were on with me a yeah. year or two ago i brought that record up to you and you had said how you'd love to do something similar with that you'd love to get a, get a hold of it and maybe do a reissue maybe there's some bonus tracks any progress on that front
2: well i've got to tell you there's been immense progress um I've finally reached a, a very positive agreement uh, with my former record company um, uh, regarding missing assets, and and I, I, I got the rights to the Coverdale Page album. So of course my first phone call was to Jimmy. I said, "We've got it. We've got it back. We can do with it what we want." And of course Jimmy's in lockdown in the UK, where it's really very heavy duties going over there. So he's in his country estate. And I said, you I'd love you to think of this. Uh, of course, and this is, you know, Jasper suddenly gets terribly ill. Uh, wildfires that nearly take my house out. So I literally just texted Jimmy two days ago. I said, Jimmy, I'm so sorry I haven't been in touch. Um, but we're, we're resuming uh, contact starting next week to discuss. I've got a couple of ideas. I want to see if we could write uh, courtesy of FaceTime or um, Zoom. Um, I've got a couple of ideas which I think would be good for, if indeed we can get back into the studio and plan for a very big, luxurious, complete box set uh, of the 30th anniversary in 2023. Um, so your ideas is so you, you'd like I've, to create new stuff with them? To, this is what I'd, what I'd like to. We've got four unreleased tracks, um, wow. uh, which just need to be mixed but I have a, you know, since we reconnected, I've been messing around writing at home. Uh, I have two ideas which could make really fun tracks for, you know, just to throw at him and see, hey, see what he can do with this. The way we did it before, we we wrote really very potent music together. Um, so the other thing that I recommended to him was that uh, let's remaster the original. But I'd love you in England with a mixer of your choice to re- do the Jimmy Page mix of the album. And I'll do the David Coverdale mix as bonus stuff, you know? And uh, and I think that'd be great. He trusts me. I trust him, you know? Uh, and I think it'd be great for the fans to get Jimmy's take on it because we did everything 50-50 on the project. It was an amazing three years together. I loved it. So yeah, that's you- definitely in the pipeline. It's really how how soon everybody can start behaving sensibly uh, and in a community sense uh, to, so we can get this rid of this virus so we can all comfortably safely uh, go to recording studios or, you know, I can't even bring my guys in because I'm not prepared to fly them in, in this condition, you know? So, you know, I've got tracks. I'm dying to these guys to get playing in White Whitesnake, but it's getting in safely to the studio, Eddie, you know? I would think
1: Jimmy Jimmy has done wonderful work with the Zeppelin catalog, and he seems to want to do that sort of work and also seems to want to maybe at some point actually create some new stuff. I would think he would be really interested and receptive to what you want to do on a couple different levels. Did you get a read from him if he wants to, in fact, do it when he can do it? He's down with it. He's just at this at this moment in time. He's just
2: not as I. Neither am I. He's not. He doesn't have at his country estate. He. I don't think he has a studio, Um, and he certainly doesn't want to drive into London. Uh, That's definitely you know he and I are target ages for this dreadful virus. So you know we've been following. We're coming up to a year of quarantine. It's mad. So oh. I completely support him in that scenario because there isn't any rush. There's nothing's going to be going on this year, even if we have the opportunity of recording. I can record stuff over here, send him the drive for him to do his part, and we can, you know, mix it uh, through the te- technology now, which is something you couldn't do before. But I have a studio at home, and 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 Jimmy doesn't. So I'm hoping we can get some new bits and pieces and ideas, uh, and and put that into play next year. Yeah, will it be safer to you know to to get around?
1: David, uh, have you been able to get the the vaccine? I know some artists have in your age category. Have you been able to? Are you open to it? Are you well, wanting it? I've, yeah, I'm, I'm t- completely open to it, but I'm not
2: going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> not, so I'd rather somebody who was on the front line or, uh, you know, um, emergency services, let them have it. You know, whenever that that is sorted out, then I'm more than happy uh, to undertake it. You know, my my you know. money's on the Pfizer and, and whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and A and double one F- Pfizer and whiskey. please. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, you know, that's still not going to be scenario where you uh, I would feel comfortable getting on a commercial aircraft um, I, I'm not really impressed by the health protocols or the lack of health protocols uh, related to flying um, but even with a vaccine we're still going to have to wear masks Edward you know sure. for a while until the, the doctors and scientists say we can go out there and breathe fresh air and, and hug each other again are you kidding This is really tough on on all of us. Uh, You know, my wife and I, Cindy, uh, almost daily uh, thank each other for being in our lives because we're the best of friends uh, and we're not an argumentative couple. It's a very well-balanced relationship
1: yeah well you've that's it if you've got some family around you and you're lucky enough to have some space around you in oh a decent sized so home it's yeah. a blessing Blessed the people who are guys. alone yeah. in small apartments you got to yeah. think of them that's just brutal
2: well that's why i'm releasing the red white and blues trilogy for the lonely people <laughs>
1: <laughs> one last no, thing david
2: and jasper yes darling
1: yes what, what, one last thing and then i'll let you go um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you of course are in it as a member of Deep Purple, yeah. rightfully so. And I know that in yeah. stuff I've talked to you and Glenn about it. It was not the best of experiences and there was a weird <laughs> tension with the <laughs> other guys and all it that. It was for Glenn and I. It was good for Glenn and me, for sure. Do you have any do you feel and do you have any uh, uh hankering, I guess, for for lack of a better word? That white snake oh, that you'd I've, like to I've be in with white snake? Oh, are you kidding? I'd love that. Uh, the idea of bookends for
2: me, you know, for purple and white snake—that'd be adorable. Um, it's, it's, you know, my prayers right now uh, are focused on number one, getting out of this scenario, and God willing, being able to do my appreciation and gratitude farewell tour, a legitimate farewell tour, which actually 2020 and 2021 was going to be, I just hadn't announced that it was going to be my uh, farewell to uh, big chest beating rock tours.
1: Oh, so you want to, you're, you're going to do one last round. Is that the plan going forward? One well, last Well, God willing,
2: God willing, but that's going to depend on how well we work as a community nationally and internationally um, it's, uh, that, that is my dream um, as opposed to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for Whitesnake which would be just a, a glorious validation um, but it's more important for me to be able to go around the world uh, the people who supported me and enabled my life uh, and my journey to be so amazing for 50 years for God's sake you know it's my 50th anniversary in 23 from joining Deep Purple uh, mm. It's it's immense achievement for me when I, when I do actually reflect on it. As I say, I'd love the validation of, of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But you know what? I'm not greedy. I've already got one. It's maybe somebody else's turn.
1: My God, could you imagine the amount of people that would be on that stage if they had everybody that was ever in Whitesnake?
2: <laughs> well, I, I would only hope it was during lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> with a mute button. Oh my god. Now, it's uh honest to god, considering the insane challenges uh that are going on on a daily basis, you know, um I got to tell you we're in a good place and dear god, we're releasing a new record tomorrow, a new video tonight, Eddie, you know, we're still doing our thing.
1: It's almost the music industry. In
2: the <laughs> Uh, it's, um, it, I'm very grateful. I'm incredible every day. It's uh, as, as the people on social media know. Uh, I express appreciation and gratitude and remind people that they're, they're appreciated and loved. You know. Well, I hope are. I hope
1: you're you know? I hope you're able to do that that farewell tour because there are a lot of people concerned that have called my show in the last year who are rock fans yeah. who are worried that this pandemic could end up being the farewell for some artists where some just say, you know what, it's not worth it coming back, I'm good, I'm sitting home, Uh, even when things come back to some degree. You've
2: got to consider, yeah, you've got to consider that a lot of the artists now who've been set to go out last year, like me, we're up, up, you know, I thought it'd be amazing to retire at 69. The lead singer singer with Whitesnake retires at 69. It's like the best (laughs) headline. I can imagine. I'd already designed the T-shirts, for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know whether physically I'm in good shape. Physically and locally, and I'm in really good hands. I have an amazing doctor. I have a gym at home, so I can maintain uh, being in shape and healthy. Um, uh, I, I really pace my drinking, um, which I totally enjoy, uh, but I have to pace it because... You know, I'm not blessed in the uh, the calorie department. Um, but the circumstances, singing still of the night is like a lion's roar every night, you know. Uh, it's not so much the actual performing. It's the traveling that becomes exhausting as you get older. No matter how comfortable that, you know, jet is, it's still a physically debilitating experience. And, and that, that's my only concern there. So I, I owe it to myself and to the people who supported my work is to to stay in shape uh, and ready to go, God willing, when they give us the green light.
1: Well, good. That's good to hear. We Hopefully we get one more uh, bite of the White Snake Apple and all these great songs and one more killer live Let's band see. that you have now with Joel and Reb and, and Tommy oh, and... Yeah. Uh, uh, Michael and of course, how could we get ca- uh, my my Italian friend there, Michele? If I'm saying his oh, name right, yes.
2: he's the sweetest. What a sweet, what a great bunch of guys! I've got to yeah. tell you, uh, it's not pretend when you see these guys being positive about each other. It really is true, and you you know you you I see the behind all. the scenes stuff. Yeah, these are a, he- a very healthy, happy bunch of guys. God willing, we can work together again. Uh, is, it would be blissful. You know, I think about them every day. We have a band thread. It's amazing. But don't forget, tonight, there's going to be a treat. Uh We're live, right, Edward? We have yes, live. We have a brand-new yep. video coming for, for you guys tonight, okay? You don't want to reveal the song yet, for right? you taking the time
1: to talk with me. I beg your pardon? No, so you don't want to re- reveal what song it's for yet? You're just telling people to watch no, tonight. Oh,
2: no. This is brand-new. <laughs> this is... This is uh, um yeah this video we just put together in the last couple of weeks i'm very right. excited for people to see it and hear it it's a lot of fun All
1: All right, right, everybody check not. out the, the blues album care, edward you too david yeah. blues album out tomorrow vinyl cd however you want to get it and uh 14 tracks total from throughout david's career remixed remastered uh, the completion of the red white and blue trilogy always great to talk to you david best to you and the family
2: Oh, God bless you. Stay safe and well. All your listeners, I send my love. We'll get through this, baby. No worries. God
1: bless you. Take care, DC. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Well, always great to talk to David Coverdale, and I thank him very much for the time. Check out the White Snake remix compilations that are out there right now, the latest being the Blues album. Good stuff. Good cross-section of a lot of different periods of Whitesnake's history, all with a fresh coat of paint remixed and remastered remember follow on social media at eddie trunk especially twitter and instagram and eddie trunk.com is the website and be sure to listen to trunk nation on volume each and every day live 2 to 4 p.m eastern on sirius xm channel 106 my thanks to katie irizari for producing the eddie trunk podcast most of all thanks to you for listening and subscribing and uh, i will catch you again next thursday for another all new episode take care (laughs) Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Need an escape? Drop into Pluto TV for a world of free TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No subscriptions, no fees. Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android, iPhone, Roku, and Fire TV and start streaming now. Pluto TV. Drop in, watch free.
0: Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music field trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com.